across the margin. Across the margin. Podcast. Welcome to Across the Margin, the podcast, where we take you beyond the margin, behind the scenes of the online magazine, and deeper into the stories. I'm your host, Michael Shields, and I am really excited for this podcast. It's a, it's a wild one. Um, it is an extravaganza of sorts, as you hear me often these days as episodes are just getting underway, speaking about the Osiris Podcast Network, and urging you to go to OsirisPod.com to check all the offerings available from Osiris. In episode 43, I spoke on the Osiris podcasts that, are, that lie outside the musical realm, uh, from the great road to now, to the fun and often deeply affecting Daddy Unscripted, to the party that is Fear of a Craft Beer Planet, to the informative podcasts that are State of the Garden and Sharing Asana, uh, to the hilarious Which is Better, and to the film and television-centric Welcome to the Party, Pal. But while the Osiris Arts and Culture and Comedy Podcast and, uh, and their offerings continue to swell and thrive in their own varied ways, it is no secret that Osiris' specialty, its unparalleled strength, is its music podcast. And I'm here today to talk about and introduce you to all of them. This episode features interviews, kind of micro-interviews of sorts, with pop- podcasters deeply passionate about music. And throughout it, I will be shining a light on podcasts that specialize in jazz, indie and psychedelic rock, bluegrass, and much more, and easily the best Fish, Grateful Dead, and Ween podcast you are going to find anywhere. So uh, one last thing before uh, I just get get these things rolling, because we've got a bunch of them. Um, I like to say that Osiris, is, it is much more than, um, than just the podcast that... that that make up, um, you know, that we're going to be talking about today. It is at its heart. It's a, it's a media company. So as things get moving with Osiris, it's still a very young project. Uh, expect a lot, a lot of um, news about live live experiences. Expect a lot of streams, a lot of di- video of different sorts, and and all that is coming soon. But um, but in the meantime, the the podcast at at its foundation are pretty incredible. So let's get into it. First up, I'd like to talk about the Helping Friendly Podcast. It was founded by host RJB and Brad Tenbrook, and also features uh, two other hosts, Jonathan Hart and Matt Dwyer. It is a podcast that since 2013 has sought to analyze and discuss the music of Fish, talking to fans about their experiences and the music that surround them. RJ, it must be noted, um, is one of the founders with Tom Marshall uh, of Osiris Media Group, and Tom will be talking about a little bit later as well. But um, the Help and Friendly Pod, it's, it's an amazing resource for Fish fans to share ideas and experiences and, and to learn more about the band and the music. So uh, I had a chance to catch up with Brad to learn more about the uh, Help and Friendly Podcast, and here is our discussion. 
Brad, thank you very much for um, uh, uh, joining me today and, and joining in on this uh, this uh, Osiris podcast. Um, I love the podcast. I've been listening to it for a while as a, as a fish fan, and um, I was wondering if you could oh. tell uh, tell um, the listeners here a little bit about the Help and Friendly podcast, what it is, and, and how it came to be. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, thanks for having me on. I of appreciate course. it. Um, you're doing a, a great service. Um, for all of us involved with Osiris and uh, your podcast itself is, is uh, fits in well. I really like it too. So thanks awesome. again. No, thank time. you, thank you for those kind words. I appreciate it. Proud yeah. to be proud to be a part of the team as well. Good. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah. Me too. Um, yeah. So yeah, the Helping Friendly Podcast was. I think we just had our fifth year anniversary. Our fifth anniversary. Mm-hmm. Um, we started in July of 2013. RJ and I. Um, had been talking just kind of getting into podcasts i guess you know we were into them but not like too deep um and we both really liked this grateful dead podcast um it was short and simple i've talked about it a lot his this guy named he calls himself a professor mm-hmm. um runs the dead pot and it's it's him talking for literally three minutes um he then says i'm gonna play set one or set two of the following show here's the set list and then he plays it and then you hear the the half the show and then and the podcast ends and i loved it because it came out every friday nice. it still does i think yeah and we would rj and i would always talk like oh friday afternoon did you listen to the dead pod you know so then of course naturally I, we start talking about the fish and yeah. the, you know i can't believe i can't find one that's similar to the dead pod for fish that's what i was going to ask two, was there much yeah. out at that time when you were um you know when you were conceiving this there, i don't think there was many fish podcasts out no there, there wasn't so yeah. type two cast uh run by Stephen oker who's yeah. uh he's a photog now like a, just a pro at what he does he's a really great guy um they think i think josh corn too and and uh, a couple other guys but they went on hiatus like not long before we started the helping friendly podcast mm-hmm. and they they kind of they were more like uh playing jam clips okay and then uh, you know kind of talking about them analyzing them yeah. um and uh, you know we were looking i was looking for shows uh, just because it, it's also as you know you're a fish fan it's hard to like oh what show am i gonna listen to today totally you then like get either go back to something you've already listened to because you love it so much or you just kind of get lost. And, yeah, uh, I mean, we're so, talking three decades worth of material at this point. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's 1,600 shows. <laughs> yeah, shows. unbelievable. So, um, yeah, so anyway, so we just started, and we're like, well, let's just do a whole show. We'll talk about it. Um, and we went from there, and literally the first time, the first show we did, I was on an iPad and earbuds, and, like, you know, I had a script. Uh-huh. <laughs> we were, like, reading <laughs> and, and nervous. And, you know, we had to figure out how the hell to get it on that Apple. And, totally. Um, you know, all that stuff that comes with it. Um, but it was really exciting. And we got a pretty good following. You mm-hmm. know, Fish Twitter is, is a pretty serious business. It's no joke. Um, Especially, yeah. <laughs> it's, 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 the tour just started uh, yesterday. And yeah, Fish exactly. Twitter is on fire. And it's like Fish Twitter yeah. on steroids right now. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. But, mm-hmm. um, so... We got the word out pretty quickly via via fish Twitter. Yep. That was exciting, and mm-hmm. we got a pretty good response. Um, and so now we're 140 episodes deep yep. of fish, basically fish only content. Yep. We've had some kind of one offs or interviews with authors and that kind of stuff, which is really fun. Totally. Um, but we've kind of grown into this. Uh, you know, we're fish specific, but we're also willing to delve into you know anything kind of along those lines and that's kind of when RJ 
put together the Osiris idea and that, you know, we should get a lot of podcasts together that are similar, but not the same. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, we've got live music and culture and, um, you know, the road to now, which you've interviewed them and yep. your podcast where it's just not only about music. So, um, it's turned into a dream almost, uh, in that, um, you know, a lot of RJ's hard work has, has, um, resulted in, in this great network of great people. So, yeah, which is um, awesome. And I feel like it's just, it, it's, well, you know, while it's coming together now and there's already a grouping of podcasts, it still feels like, like the beginning in so many ways. I yep. mean, th- there's there's so much that I believe can really come from this, whether it's live experiences or, or different ways that we can share uh, ideas, music, and culture. It's it's, it's just, it, it really feels like it's getting off the ground, and that's really exciting. Yeah, it's 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 fun in that you don't realize how many people have similar interests. Yeah. When you're, you know, you're within your own familial bubble or whatever. Absolutely. Um but another reason love going to live shows too because uh, any any live show you know you get to see people who will probably have similar interests so exactly um, I agree that this is just it's still kind of in the infancy I mean Absolutely. you know we've been around for months now but mm-hmm. um, Osiris is, is, is growing yeah and I know it can grow because you know our silly little helping friendly podcast grew um, into a pretty you know well recognized podcast I'm not you know trying to toot my own horn obviously but um, we've uh, put the time and effort in, and, and um, it's paying off. It's, no, no question yeah. about it. Let's um, let's I just uh, let's talk guests for a moment. As you guys do sure. do an amazing job of uh, involving so many intriguing parts of the community and highlight all the unique people who who contribute, you know, a whole bunch to this larger whole. Um, who have you spoke to recently, and who have you had on? What type of guest, uh, uh, you know, could listeners expect sure. at the Helping Friendly Pod? So, you know, in the beginning, and um, something we still try to focus on, it, we're getting just kind of fans, you know what I mean? Just yep. uh, people who like the band and just want to talk about it and, and banter and, you know, back and forth uh, about specific experiences. And we've had, um, you know, the fish lyricist Tom Marshall, who's part of the Osiris, he was on our, probably right around episode 80 or 85, mm-hmm. um, he was a guest, and and that was really that must have been pretty special a, at that time. Yeah, a huge a huge hurdle for us to have someone so close to the band yeah. who's now a, a, a good friend, and he's just a great guy. Oh, he's amazing. Um, yep. and, right. So he um, he was a, a big name, but we've had authors um, who've written like Alan Paul. Um, he's written a lot about the Almond Brothers, but mm. but also wrote um, uh, I think for the Journal, maybe. Um, about fish mm-hmm. did a story about and he wanted to talk with us and hey let's turn this into an interview and we did that was oh, wonderful cool. yep. um, yeah so anywhere from just you know a fan who's who's like us to you know somebody who's got a bigger voice or whatever um, but those are the, the guys who come right off the top uh, thinking about it Yeah. Um, and since as you know um, since we started our game you know Jonathan and, and Matt who uh, are now part of the team yep and are integral to the, the podcast. I mean, they're not only they're wonderful guys, but they provide a ton for it. Um, and Jonathan does a, a dead podcast, and um, uh, Matt is a sound guru. Um, so we've we've got two more guys too at the at the Helping Company podcast. So yeah, you got a, um, you got a strong team over there. Yeah, I talked to uh, I'm gonna, yeah. Jonathan's going to come up later in this podcast for uh, broke oh, down nice. broke down pod. He's we we, we discussed yeah. it already, but um. 
So and also, that, let me sorry, let, let me jump in. Please. Also, we do these these quick hits. That that, we call that, I was going to get there. That's where I was kind of going. Yeah. Go on. Yep. Sorry, sorry. No, no um, we uh, you know when shows when tours uh, in in full swing like it is now, uh, the morning after a show, we always try to get somebody who was there on for just a quick fifteen minute, mm-hmm. uh, twenty minute kind of like Sports Center highlight um, yeah. podcast where we can talk about um, you know what went on in the set list and what stood out and and also the scene. Yeah. Which I think is also going to come out. We're we're doing Osiris live, um, and RJ and Tom are at Tahoe right now. And I, and and um, before the second night of Tahoe, they're going to do a little live stream from the parking lot, I think, or maybe the venue, um, and just kind of you know go over the scene and what's going on, and and uh, maybe the previous night, mm-hmm. and um, just kind of let people in who are who are couch touring. So that will be going on all summer, right? At the YouTube channel is Osiris YouTube yes. channel. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yep. Subscribe to the Osiris YouTube channel. We've had already had you know stuff from the Del Fest, mm-hmm. um, stuff from uh, Sweetwater 420, yep. kind of um, video highlight sort of interviews, that kind of stuff. But this should be live on the channel that'll pop up. So That's um, awesome. yeah, yep. yeah, and that should hopefully all summer, and, and not only for fish. Hopefully, you know, obviously we're gonna try to expand it. Great, great. So yeah, no things definitely step up when uh, when tours in season as it is now. That's right. So all right, cool. Well. Uh, I just also wanted to say, you know, thank you for what you guys do for the community. You do a great job of shining a light on not only how special fish is, which we know all too well, but, you know, how, how special so many of the uh, people in the community are and, and, and just all the, the uh, how multifarious the whole thing is. It's, a, it's an excellent yeah, podcast, yeah. and I'm, I'm, I'm happy to talk about it tonight. So re- I really appreciate it, Brad. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. And and I think what you know what I left out. I'm sorry to, to no, ramble on. But, I want you but, to. Um, <laughs> so the, one of the things I left out in the beginning was also just kind of uh, the community aspect of it all. Yeah. And, and getting people together. Um, for example, we've well, obviously we've met a ton of people um, that we may not have otherwise met, um, who are uh, so interesting and so excited about fish, just like we are. But also do other things, so it's it's fun to you know learn from other people. Um, and you know, in 2015, when Magnaball was going on uh, at Watkins Glen, um, the, the weekend press for fish, mm-hmm. we got to see so many people there who would have been there anyway, but we wouldn't have known them but yep. for the podcast. So that part alone is worth it. Um, and as you know from being a fish fan, the community is just—I mean, it's it's half the experience. You know, Absolutely. music is half, and I think the community is the other half. Yep. So. Yeah, and you guys do a good job of kind of pulling it together and being a tie that binds thanks, in a way, which is really, really cool and necessary. Awesome. Thanks, uh, yeah. All right, so thanks again, Brad. Okay, so check out the Helping Friendly podcast. And next up, I'd like to talk about Godween Evan. Godween Evan is a podcast celebrating the American rock and roll band Ween and one man's refusal to open his heart, mind, and soul to the band. Um Basically, what the podcast amounts to is three of the funniest comedians I know in Paul Gakowski, Katie Hartman, and Will Nunziata teaming up on another brilliant comedian, Evan Kaufman, and, and trying to get him to understand and eventually, hopefully, like Ween. Um, not only is the podcast hilarious, but it's a great way to get into Ween. Or, if you're a diehard fan, it's a great way to learn more about the band and and their awesome catalog. So, uh over at Godween Evan, I am affectionately known, I hope, as uh, Producer Mikey. 
uh, as I do produce that show. And so I sat down with the rest of the God, We and Evan team to discuss, you know, how the podcast came about and, and you know, everything about it. And this is what came of it. All right, Godween Evan team, thank you for uh, taking some time here to talk to me. I want to uh, shine a light on this show as part of the Osiris Music Podcast Preview, so I appreciate it. What, what? Uh, I'm curious. <laughs> oh, no, it started so poorly. <laughs> right, we're off, on, we're off and running at least. But um, I'm curious how this came about. How did you three, we'll start with you three, decide uh, you wanted to put Evan through this ringer and kind of what's the premise behind this? Oh, well, I think it started uh, with the 100 Days of Ween mm-hmm. on Facebook that I think we were, and it's one of those, we've talked about this on the podcast where it's like uh, parallel thinking or uh, <laughs> where we like all wanted Evan to like Ween for different reasons. Uh, I think Katie, because of the Tenacious D, yeah. their shared love for Tenacious D. Um, and I think Evan and I just thought, or, uh, that Will and I just thought Evan would like it. Like, where well, we all thought he would like he it. Genuinely. Like it. Yeah, we, like, he should like it because he likes comedy. Yeah, we're he likes all music. comedians. Yeah. Uh, and we all like music, so why doesn't Evan like Ween? But actually, when we found out he really didn't like it, then it was just more fun for us. Yeah, yeah then it was like the torture side of it. And, uh, and, it, and it, it also felt, for me, when we were doing the 100 Days of Ween, where we were like genuinely posting songs on his Facebook page, that we thought he would like. We were flooding his Facebook yeah, page yeah, with Ween yeah. songs. I don't even think it's... I mean, we did uh, one a day. Yeah. <laughs> it's not that... For a thousand days. Yeah. It's not over the top. Yeah, well, a hundred days turned into a thousand days. And then it, because he was, like, abjectly... Uh, re, uh, <laughs> rejecting it. Rejecting yeah. it, that just made us Feel want him... Made us want him more. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, so we stopped posting on his Facebook, and then we forced him to come into this room and uh, listen to Ween songs. And voila. God, yeah. we and Evan, yeah, right there. So, Evan, when they uh, kind of approached you for this, what I mean, how's it going for you? How uh, how did you come to the point where you want you were willing to subject yourself to this, and uh, and, and how do you feel it's going so far? Well, um, I'm desperate to be liked. So, <laughs> uh, when anyone offers me any sort of project or any sort of thing to do, I always feel like I have to say yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I said no, would these people still be friends with me? No. I value their <laughs> yeah. friendship. Yeah, we yeah, definitely yeah. took um, advantage of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, I'm kind of weak. Still am. <laughs> weak in that respect. Um, I do think I... Uh, you know, when, when when something is posted on your Facebook wall over and over and over again, I kind of ignore most internet-based things. Um, and also, uh, if people are suggesting things to me, for the most part, I'll try it out. Mm. And, like, when I was listening to Ween, I was just like, I don't, I don't get it. You know, that thing yeah. you're just listening to it in your house. And I listened to, like, 30 seconds of a song. and just Because I tried. When they were posted, I was like, mm-hmm. well, they're taking the time. Mm-hmm. I might as well try. Yeah. And listen to these things. Did you try? I did. Oh. Um, but it was like my body rejected it. You know, like having an allergy or someone's like... <laughs> How dramatic of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like when somebody's like, try... It's like a fucking kidney transplant. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. My body just wasn't accepting it. Um, uh, you know, it's like somebody's like, oh, I love oysters. Like, you should try oysters. And then you eat an oyster and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> you, don't, you don't fucking like oysters? Well, I've come around on oysters. Right. But, you know, I, but I have a history. Like a little bit like a band, I know. Oh, boy. Uh, I sense a new podcast, Oysters Coffee. Yeah, yeah. I kind of... <laughs> it's I like a vaudevillian. It's just him slurping yeah. oysters for yeah. 40 Shuck minutes on mic. Tonight on the main stage, Oysters Coffee. Yeah, With the mascot, of course. Um, 
I, I've also had a long history of not liking things that people like. Mm-hmm. Like, I, and having to... Yeah. No, just having to deal with that. Like, I've never been a coffee drinker or, like, beer. Mm. And those are two, like, pillars of the beverage community. <laughs> Especially for being a man, quote-unquote. Quote-unquote. Yeah. Um, I spit coffee out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is what I, Which I would do, too. Um, so... You know, I was like, am I missing something with Ween? And so when they were like, come and listen to it. And it turns out, so far, I'm not. Um, (laughs) Well, no, that's not totally true. I feel like I'm coming around a little bit. Yeah, there's a lot of ups and downs throughout the journey. We're nine episodes in. And there's times where I'm like, oh, my God, he's getting it. And there's times like the first half of episode nine where I'm like, he's fucking, this is, you guys are not doing your job. Mikey, you were getting, producer Mikey was getting, uh, I just, just clinched. The episode episode ended well uh, with a couple of songs, but there was some strong, strong hate. I mean, he says, I'm not going to talk too much about the Mollus episode. Uh, Go ahead and listen to it. So it's one of the best. There's a Mollus mixed with uh, two minute songs. That's episode nine. But um, yeah, it's so. It's not taking, still work to be done here, is what I'm I think this song captures the feeling of knowing someone likes something Mm -hmm. and suggesting something along those lines and having them hate it, which is such a frustrating feeling. Mm -hmm. Uh, I have a friend who, uh, he loves comic books, and so you'll suggest, like, a comic book to him, and then he'll have all these reasons why, he also, he loves baseball, but he hates home runs. You're like, this doesn't make sense. What? This doesn't make sense. And I, it's like I, National League no. curious. Yeah, 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 exactly. He's like, I get hate the yeah, designated hitter ruined baseball. Yeah. So, and I think that's how people feel a little bit sometimes with me when they're like, oh, he likes these things. It's, it's, uh, let me say this. I'm a very frustrating person to get Christmas gifts for because people are like, oh, he likes this thing. And then I open it and I'm like, oh, thanks. You know, it's gonna be like on, his, on, his, on your headstone. Yeah. <laughs> he was a frustrating man to buy gifts for. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Um, but anyway, I've had a great time. I've gotten to eat chocolate. I've gotten to eat cheese, and um, you know, it's or pork roll, pork roll, and cheese. Yep, yep. Yeah. I mean, the first episode, you basically call us stupid. Yeah, <laughs> dumb. Like he dumb. Called us yeah, dumb. Called us dumb for liking it. He did I it again say, a few episodes later. Yeah. I he don't, called us stupid like in episode three. I don't recall that. <laughs> oh, we you got it on tape. This, this was pandering Wait, music Jeff for Sessions? drunken idiots. <laughs> wow. It's on um, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. So if you want to be liked, you know, uh, it's hard. I plead the Donald Trump Jr. on this. Uh, Very similar, you two. Yeah. Similar, <laughs> similar haircuts. Yeah, in that I don't remember who I colluded with or not, what I said. If there is audio of it, it's probably been manipulated. Oh, like, God. I would imagine. So make America great again and listen to God Weed Evan. <laughs> oh, yeah, guys, please don't make that our tagline. <laughs> Ours uh, is Gwee. Gwee. God Weed like Evan. Yeah, that's right. No, I really, I, I, I'm a fan of the podcast. You know what I like? I always describe it to people as not only is it a chance for Evan to eventually maybe possibly see the light, but uh, it's a great introduction to anyone who wants to know more about Ween and kind of slowly work their way into understanding Ween. You guys do a good job of bringing all their different components to the table. So Thanks, Mikey. I'm glad you awesome. like it because you have to sit through all I do not have to. It's actually <laughs> yeah. it's quite a privilege. I'm a fan Well, and deep down, every Ween fan has tried to get his or her non-Ween friends yeah. to, to yeah. like yeah. the band. Usually and just our friend happens to be a lot funnier than yeah. all yeah. their friends. <laughs> Usually it's a significant other, I find. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so Wonder check- what that's about. <laughs> <laughs> check it out. God, we and Evan. Thanks, guys. Appreciate the time. Thank you, Mikey. Thanks, Mikey. Plug it in. <laughs> <laughs> 
So check out Godween Evan. Next up, I want to talk about the tour. The tour finds award-winning journalist Ted Canova leading intimate conversations with musicians. For my money, this is one of the most fascinating and well-produced music podcasts there is. Um, I had the chance to talk to Ted briefly about the tour, and this is what came of that conversation. Uh, Ted, thank you so much for joining uh, in on this celebration of Osiris. Uh, I absolutely love the podcast. It's so fantastic. Um, uh, can you tell us thank, a little thank, bit? Thank, thank, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Michael. Of course. Have, we have this mutual affection towards each other's podcasts. Oh. It's a great world we're in. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm glad to hear that. We also have uh, something in common with uh, the um, tagline for your show or the description uh, mentions how you see 40 shows uh, kind of a year and, and might as well, you know, com- combine your love of storytelling and, uh, and and your passion for music. I can't stop seeing um, live music myself. But can you tell us a little bit about the tour? Sure. The tour is something that originated just because I was going to 40 shows a year. And my friend said, by day you're a journalist, by night you are at the stage seeing these amazing bands. We don't know how you get there, but there's some kind of a talent to get there. And I don't give away all my secrets because uh, otherwise they would catch me. But the truth is that I just... I'm so in love with live music as we all are. It mm. inspires me. Mm-hmm. It is um, a way to take a step away from real life, but it's also a way to kind of get re-energized and then return to real life. And True. I realized that these artists who I interviewed, they, they've got amazing stories that we all have heard, but I'm trying to get to the stories they haven't shared yet. And I think that I think that by making them feel comfortable face-to-face and not on the telephone, within a few minutes they open up and they give me these intimate stories that um, my listeners are just enthralled over. Uh, I've got some examples, but we can save that for a little while. All right, good. Hey, what's your background? Uh, I noticed that um, uh, you worked for NPR for a while. Yeah, I was a news director at an NPR station and also worked for an NPR program, but a lot of my career is also in commercial television mm-hmm. as a news director. Yeah. So I've I've been a, I've been attached to content development my whole career. And you know, you look around and the news is harder and harder to cover and harder to and harder and harder to digest. Absolutely. So it is such a great reprieve to just immerse myself at some part of my work day into music yeah yeah smart um your, your show is i mean it, it shows that you've been in the business for so long it is so well produced it's it just I, I cannot recommend uh this podcast more to my listeners and one of the reasons is your guest you have amazing guests and uh can you speak on some of the guests you've had on already i've really been fortunate um uh, i've got to tell you every one of the people I've interviewed and produced so far, mm-hmm. I fall in love with. I fall in yeah. love with them as a person. Yeah. I take a deeper dive into their music. And to tell you the truth, I, for the most part, didn't know the depth that true, gigantic fans know of each person, whether it's Amy Helm or Alejandro Escobedo, yeah. Craig Finn, Mark Cohn, John Lodge, even Chris Wood and the rest. But some of the things that amaze me is we get so comfortable sitting so close together in this interview that they open up. Yeah. Alejandro Alejandro Escobedo shared with me the dialogue of a therapy appointment oh where his therapist wants to shake him by the lapels and hold him up against the wall and says, why do you lie? 
And the dialogue on this episode goes for just a couple of seconds, maybe a minute, and it's back and forth of what, what Alejandro is hiding and why does he lie. It, it is a real intimate thing that by the end of it, you're just thinking he's going to say, please don't use that part. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to have to cut that part, yeah. Yeah, and then, you know, I spoke to Mark Cohn, and he uh-huh. went away for many years. And, mm-hmm. and I said to him, you know, where did you go yeah. after winning a Grammy right off the bat? And he goes, oh, boy, well, now we're getting to the depths of it all. And I, <laughs> I said to him, have you even talked about those five years mm-hmm. and he said you're really one of the first people to ask wow. and I'm trying to decide if I really want to answer <laughs> oh my god so did he go into it he went into Amazing. it he went into it and uh, you know it's these kind of stories that are off the beaten trail mm-hmm. it's not just about their lyrics or their inspiration but it is kind of that human soul of yeah. what we die to know about the musicians that we follow and to tell you the truth every one of them you know have just faced adversity we know they faced adversity where they have that negative voice in the head saying what are we doing um somebody i spoke to the other day um Nassim Curry of uh, a great group I follow, Kingsley Flood Mm -hmm. he goes i walk around with imposter syndrome yeah yeah. Like, like, why do I even think I could fill a stadium, let alone fill a bar? Wow, it's, it's, it's so true. I mean, you mentioned the human element. I mean, you get to see them as, as people with the insecurities and, and, and just, you know, exactly who they are. That's amazing. Yeah, very much so. You know, Jerry Douglas talks about being a five-year-old with a squeaky voice. Uh, and then how does he go on and master the bro? You know, it's not just singing in his bedroom or performing in his bedroom. Mm-hmm. These guys have a God-given gift, yeah. right? Every one of them. And yeah. I've walked away from every one of these interviews more inspired than when I sat down. And to tell you the truth... I like their music even more yeah. Yeah. <laughs> after listening to them. I'm not sure why. I don't know if I'm a groupie at heart <laughs> that would just throw it all away and go on tour with every one of them. I know I would. Yeah. But I just have grown to appreciate their voices, their musical intuition, the obstacles they've overcome, the perseverance sure. of every single one of them that heard the voice in your head saying, I'm not any good. My voice isn't any good. I'm scared stiff Mm. what if people don't show up and who am i to think that i could get up in front of a crowd and sing my music and i love every one of them yeah well you know what that happens uh not just to you as the interviewee but the uh the listeners as well it happens i mean it's an increased passion uh after listening to uh any of your episodes any uh anything on the horizon that you can tell us about any uh the upcoming episodes or well well i I do have this uh the head of kingsley flood they're out with a new album they're one of these groups that you don't know but you should know okay yeah you're putting on putting me onto them right now Okay, they go from zero to 100 back to zero in (laughs) one song and you turn to the person next to you on a live show to say is this really happening yeah, I mean happened? like you point yeah. to the stage it's like you, you, I always say do you, do you see what's going on there yeah. and they just nod and <laughs> it is this telepathic communication that fans in the audience have 
when a band takes off. Mm. And I asked every one of these musicians, what is it like when a jam goes out of control? And they all have different answers to that. And um, the childlike aspects of them as human beings comes out yeah. when a jam goes out of control. So you'll, you'll pick up some of those answers in some of my episodes. Awesome, awesome. Well, again, I love the podcast. Uh, keep at it. I'm going to be on, uh, listen to each and every one. And thank you again for uh, coming on the podcast. Michael, thanks so, so much. I appreciate it. Good luck. Thanks. That was Ted Canova. And do yourself a favor and check out the tour. Um, so the tour is a good example of the eclectic uh, variety of music Osiris podcasts have to offer that I spoke about in the introduction. And as is the next podcast I want to talk about, it's the Burning Ambulance podcast hosted by Phil Freeman, which he describes as a bi-weekly exploration of adventurous and creative music. Uh, Phil, What Phil brings to the table is his knowledge of jazz and a whole lot of interviews and discussion about jazz and avant-garde music. Uh, take a listen to what we had to, he had to say about it. Phil, thank you for being here and uh, joining in on this celebration of all things uh, Osiris. Uh, love the podcast. And um, can, you, uh, can you let us know a little bit about what Burning Ambulance podcast is all about? Sure. Uh, the podcast is an offshoot of the website Burning Ambulance, which I started at the beginning of 2010. Mm-hmm. Um, originally, it was a print zine that I was doing, sort of print on demand. I ran about seven print issues with interviews and features on artists, um, mostly music focused, but then some other stuff as well from here, you know, from time to time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then gradually, you know, it moved onto the website. And it's been running ever since. Like, I try and post a piece or two every week, whether it's an album review, um, an interview with an artist, you know, a a gallery of some kind of cool visual things, whatever strikes my interest and whatever. I have a few people that occasionally contribute other pieces, you know, so whatever they want to write about. Like, I have a guy who does a lot of classical reviews which is great because i don't know that much about classical music i listen to it but i don't have that knowledge base but he is a guy named steve hicken and he is an actual composer himself so he has that kind of inside perspective and is able to really write in depth about this stuff so the podcast arose last year basically because i love interviewing artists Mm -hmm. But like any, like any other freelance writer, transcription is the bane of my existence. <laughs> no question. I completely understand that. And so I said, you know what? I'm just, screw it. I'm just going to do the interviews, put the audio out yep. there, and, you know, do it that way. And so I looked into it and I said, well, obviously I'm going to need better equipment than I have been using because I had been recording my interviews for when I was writing a magazine article, I would just use like a little Olympus DM 20 that I would Mm -hmm. put next to the phone and run it on speaker. And so obviously the sound quality would be terrible. So what I wound up doing was buying a zoom, uh, H4N, Mm -hmm. you know, digital recorder and a couple of microphones. And so now, you know, the iPhone goes directly into the recorder and I get, surprisingly good sound quality but you know there's always the variable of the phone connection but for the most part it it sounds good to me absolutely i'm glad you brought up the website right away because i was going to uh push that as well as the podcast i was there just just today reading about king crimson and a whole bunch of other stuff so 
That's really fantastic. But um, for the podcast, I love your list of guests. I mean, and you really dig deep, and and there's a lot of discovery there. I, it, it was it was amazing what I was coming upon. Um, uh, I was wondering if you could tell us about some of the you know maybe more recent guests that listeners can come upon on the podcast. Sure. Well, uh, a couple episodes ago, I did an episode with David Murray, mm. who's a saxophonist who many Osiris listeners may know his name just because, you know, he worked with the Grateful Dead at, at a certain point and did uh, an entire album of dead compositions uh, arranged for an octet, mm. which is sort of, as he explains in our interview, is like a small big band. It's like five horns, yeah. piano, bass and drums. Yeah. And it's one of his favorite formats. So I really wanted to talk to him about that because it was kind of, it's not a common format. Mm. You know, usually you get one or two horns at most, but to have five is, is you know, yeah. it takes a lot of work. And so that was one uh, that, that I was really proud of. Um, I also recently interviewed uh, William Parker, mm. who's uh, a bass player on the New York scene, and his wife, Patricia Nicholson, who is the woman who organizes the annual Vision Festival in New York. Oh, cool, yeah. They've been doing that for over 20 years now. Every year they put on like a week-long festival of avant-garde jazz with very little money from New York City or anybody else. It's all sort of privately community-supported, and they, they have a few private donors that help them out. But I really wanted to talk to him about his music career because he's mm -hmm. been making records since the 70s, and I wanted to really get her perspective on what it takes to put that event together and how it's changed over the years and whether they consider themselves to be at all a part of the, the broader festival ecosystem, which mm -hmm. they really don't. Okay. They're not even, they don't even consider themselves part of the New York jazz festival community because oh, wow. the Newport and, you know, places like that just totally ignore them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so they've just kind of existed on their own for yeah, all this time, totally independent. Completely doing yeah. their own thing. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. They live in their own little world, which is cool. Yeah, you yeah. know, that's a lot of fun and, to fun to fun to learn about. I also saw you talk to Dave Holland recently, and uh, Buster Williams, which a lot of people might know because he put, did so much work with Herbie. Yeah, yeah. The Dave Holland one, I was really surprised. That's one of my most popular episodes, oh, yeah. um, and which is great because he's a genius. You yeah, know, absolutely. he's done so many things over the years yeah. in all sorts of things. I mean, from working with Miles Davis to leading super avant-garde groups with Anthony Braxton and Sam Rivers to all kinds of stuff, you know? And so it was great that there was such a huge response for that one. Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, the Buster Williams one is fantastic too, because that guy has made so many records, like hundreds and hundreds so of records, records and has so many great stories mm -hmm. in, in that podcast. Like yeah. he talks about, you know, hanging out at Sammy Davis Jr.'s house and stuff like that. And it's just, that's why I like talking to those guys that have been around for a million years yeah. because you really get a sense of what it's like to make a living as a musician yeah. for 40, 50 as years. A working musician throughout all the years. And they're also sitting on a lot of stories as well. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And it's always, it's always a weird balance to me because what I do, a lot of my research involves going on discogs mm -hmm. and looking at all the different albums that these guys have played on. Yeah. And then I'll find some that strike me as really interesting. And when I ask them, Hey, what about this record? And they'll be like, Oh yeah. You know, let me tell you about what happened that day. Yeah, you know, and there's so many times there's a fascinating story. Yep. Associated so. with it. What is your, um, what is your background? Cause I mean, your jazz knowledge is, is uh, for lack of a better word, astounding. It's, 
I mean, I've been writing about music since 96 for money, you know, Mm -hmm. and since I was a kid, basically, like I started, I knew I was going to be a writer from the time I was about 12 years old. Yeah. And so I just kind of, you know, started to get paid for it about 20, 21, 22 years ago. Yeah. And I've written for jazz is I've written for downbeat. I've Mm -hmm. written a lot for the wire out of England. Um, and this is just kind of my passion project. I do it, you know, totally for fun. And it's really kind of astonishing. I'm, I have one of the worst cases of imposter syndrome you'll ever encounter (laughs) because I go to jazz clubs and I meet people and Uh I say hello and everybody's like, oh, I listened to your show, you know, or I've I've read your stuff and whatever. And I'm like, really? People pay attention? (laughs) You know? Hey, I'm always writing, shocked. When you're writing for that long, you're learning the whole time. I mean, you, you just wake up one day and you are an expert and it shows and, and your passion shows in this podcast. I mean, I, I, I truly love it and I love the web, website as well. So I'm really, really happy to, um, you know, kind of shine a light on it here and, and, and have you on. So thank you so much. Thank you, man. Thanks a lot. Of course. And uh, Yeah, and I, I really enjoy yours as well because you cover such a broad range of different types of artists, like writers and TV people yeah. and, you know, yeah, all kinds to, of things. And I think that's, that's great because, you know, within the music world, you kind of lose track of the other art forms and yeah. people don't understand how the how the creative path works in those other areas. So that's what I'm always interested to learn more about. Oh, cool. So. Well, we'll keep pumping them out. I would like to say that, you know, we kind of have a little something for everybody. And, you know, I like to, anytime I'm interested in it, no matter you know, our independent, whatever it is, I, I, I like to, you know, go out and try to find the person, talk about it. So it's great. So thank you once again. I really appreciate you, you uh, coming on. Absolutely, man. Thanks a lot. All right, check out Broken Ambulance Podcast. And now it is time to talk some dead. Because uh, as I said earlier as well, the Osiris Podcast Network uh, has has a couple great Grateful Dead podcasts. And uh, and we're going to talk about two back-to-back. The first one is called Broke Down Podcast. Broke Down Podcast is dedicated to exploring the music and history of the Grateful Dead. Hosted by Jonathan Hart, a co-host of Help and Friendly Pod, This podcast dives deeply into the dead, one episode at a time. Jonathan weaves in the context and culture of the time and includes lots of great dead music as well. Uh, I talked to Jonathan about it, and here's how that went down. Jonathan, thank you so much for being here and part of this uh, Osiris extravaganza, as I'm calling it. Um, Hey, I love love the podcast. I love both your podcasts. I like you're part of the Help and Friendly pod as well, but Broke Down Pod... Uh, it's where I'm getting all my dead music these days. I just it's it's got so much. Uh, well, you know what? Can you just tell us uh, what Broke Down Pod has to offer? Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks for having me on as of well. Course. And perspective, kind things. Uh, Broke Down Podcast is really just an excuse for me to play and listen to more and more Grateful Dead. Mm-hmm. So it's roughly twice a month. I, I hesitate to say bi-weekly. Yeah, I'll take a week off. And there's five weeks in a month whatever and uh, mostly because I have another podcast but the gist is that if it's just me and a lot of the episodes are just myself uh, I will try to strike a theme and mix together some Grateful Dead music from across the history of the band Um, and I you know have guests and we either 
dig into a specific theme together or I talk to them, you know, have musicians on or I have some coming up and you know, talk to them about uh, their their work as well as their interest in Grateful Dead and mm-hmm. their, you know what they what they love about the band or what eras they love and try to play some stuff with that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've, I've listened to uh, your last one. What was the summer tour sampler, which was awesome, and just you know, you included uh, music, Dead and Company music, Phil Lash, and then the Summer Jams one, um, and then you had a recent one with uh, Phil Cook, which was fantastic. But you. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? Yeah, thanks. So, yeah, uh, Phil was Phil was a, kind of an exciting get, if you will, yeah, uh, to use the, so. the lingo. But um, I've been a fan of his work for a long time, and I knew that he had a little bit of a background as a as a fan of the Dead, as well as a fish. Mm-hmm. Um, and he grew up. Uh, his father was a Deadhead, and we got into that a little bit, and talked a little bit about the kind of stuff that he enjoyed and you know went into some music that I, I think just complemented the work that he's doing nowadays yeah um, he's a really you know charming guy and his, his latest record is really fabulous yeah and, and I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a big fan of uh, his golden messenger and he was he was he's been involved with some oh, yeah. with them which was cool and I enjoyed your uh, the Oregon Trail ones um, uh, just uh, who was who were you with on that one Jeff Conklin is that right Right, that's Jeff Conklin. He's a DJ at WFMU, which is a New York City area radio, uh, listener-supported radio. Mm-hmm. Everybody should check them out. Uh, it's a great station, and they're doing real free-form radio. And yeah. Jeff, he usually tucks some Grateful Dead into his sets, mm-hmm. along with a lot of new and interesting music that I, I really love, and I've been listening to his show for a while. And, you know, at some point we were talking on Twitter about Grateful Dead. And I was like, you know, you should come on my show. Yeah. And yeah. and it was great. You want to talk about Grateful Dead shows in Oregon? Yeah. And we mined up a whole bunch of material. There's way more. I mean, we just skimmed the surface, really. And uh, put together some really good episodes. And a couple of the, one of those is, I think, my most downloaded episode. Yeah. The reason I brought them up is they were fantastic episodes. And it kind of highlighted how much, uh, you know, how how the great music that has occurred in that state uh, from the Grateful Dead, which is really cool. And and, uh, I was looking at that when the the Dead Company just kind of went through there. And so there's a lot of um, mentions of all that music that was that occurred, and it's pretty it's pretty phenomenal everything that happened there. Yeah, I think they. Um, I didn't play it when I when I played some Dead and Company on the most recent episode. I didn't play this because I didn't have a good source available the day when I was putting it together. But I kind of wanted to get into their Dark Star into El Paso they played yep. in Eugene mm-hmm. because I uh-huh. felt like that was a nod to. The show from 1972, the Benita show, which yeah. is one of my all-time favorites. I think. Did you tweet about that 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 comparison? I, I read that same thing what you just said somewhere as well. But I honestly don't know if I did. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fantastic answer. I, I thought about it, but I don't know if I wrote it down. Uh, I love your uh, I love your new logo. I'd like to shout it out. Um, people, you know, when they check out the podcast, check out the logo, which you can get at brokedownpodcast.blogspot.com. That's really awesome what you did there. So. I want to ask you uh, real quick, kind of, um, you you know, you're 23 episodes in, the, the Grateful Dead have such an expansive catalog, what's uh, what's forthcoming? you got a lot of fun out of you. Uh, yeah, there's, 
possibly an endless uh, uh, list of things that we could do, but Absolutely. I've got some good guests coming up. Oh, great. Um, actually, uh, in, on the 24th, mm-hmm. I've got uh, a short interview with Tom Constantin. Oh, wow. Keyboardist from Red Dead. Yeah. And uh, a, a musician goes, records under the name Prana Crafter. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's well sold, but his records are under Prana Crafter, and he's a dead fan for since his teen years, and we kind of talk about what he's at, you know, what he listens to, play some really good selections. Awesome. And then I've got uh, a bunch of other good guests lined up. I'm going to bring back my friend Andy, who's been on a couple of the episodes. We've dug into, like, Fall 72 or September 72 once before, and uh, did some, like, uh, an episode on random venues that the band went through. We've got something good cooking up for the fall. Nice, nice. I, guess, I mean, I'm really looking forward to where this goes. Like I said, there's so much to get to. Uh, uh, hey, thanks for your support for uh, Welcome to the Party, pal. I really appreciate it. It's obviously the, uh, not you know, Fish Dead is your passion, obviously, from your podcast, but uh, you're a film buff as well. Yeah, uh, film, television, I... Yeah. I try to take in a lot of stuff and you guys uh, I really like what you're doing and I I will say I also mentioned uh, your Across the Margin episode on John Perry Barlow uh, because I of course you know we're all talking about that book at uh, some point in the past month or two and, yeah. did you, uh, you know, I just did you, read it did you read it oh cool it's amazing yeah, I, I just read it and uh, you guys had just dropped your episode talking yeah. about it so I uh, I really enjoyed that well thanks for spreading the word I really can't, I can't get over the life he lived it's just it's just remarkable um, but hey thank yeah. you so much for uh, for coming on I'm glad to shine a light on Broke Down Podcast and uh, look forward to see what you got coming next uh, thanks for having me on and uh, yeah keep listening absolutely so that's the Broke Down Podcast with Jonathan Hart check it out tunes for days so Let's keep it going with The Grateful Dead. Uh, Next, I want to talk about the podcast that is Strangers Stopping Strangers. Strangers Stopping Strangers is a podcast adventure within the Deadhead community to discuss music, how it shaped us in the past and today, with connections to songs, shows, and people. So I got a chance to talk to Stacey Smith, who is the host of the uh, podcast, and this is what she told me about it. Stacy, thank you for taking the time to come on the podcast. Love, love your uh, podcast. Can you tell us about Strangers Stopping Strangers? Absolutely. Well, thank you for um, welcoming to the show to uh, talk a little bit about it. Yep. And um, yeah, so Strangers Stopping Strangers, I started making Strangers Stopping Strangers in my first episode was in June of 2016. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of a nutty story. Um, like many, you know, at the Dead and Company out and about, I consider myself a bit of a born again deadhead, mm-hmm. you know, a hardcore deadhead from the 80s that, you know, the music always lived in my heart. But, yep. you you know, your, move, your life moves on. And uh, Fare Thee Well came and I think shook up a lot of emotions and feelings, no which I did not make. But, mm-hmm. um, you know, it definitely, you know, came about. And when I saw the Dead and Company play in December of 2015, mm-hmm. um, 
I was home. You know, oh, yeah. I went I went in Worcester and I was with a work friend and I turned to him and said, Oh my god, I know and love more about the dead than I've ever learned about my industry. <laughs> yeah. right? Like yeah. I'm home singing every lyric <laughs> to my heart. This is it, yeah. This is it, I'm back home. Mm-hmm. So and later that winter I said, you know, I wanna get in the conversation. There was all kinds of Facebook groups and chat and things going on and I wanted to be more than just, you know, a comment on a Facebook blog. And so I, I didn't know what to do. And a very good friend of mine, Wendy, who I went to Israel with when I was 16 and was my one of my very first deadhead girlfriends, mm-hmm. still one of my best friends, said, she said, you know, you love music and you're a salesperson. You never stop talking. You should do something with that. Like, you're a chatty, chatty, chatty who loves talking about music. You should do a documentary. A, a microphone in front of Stacey. Yeah. And she said, you should do a documentary. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, sure, because I have no money, a full-time job, and two kids, and know nothing about making a documentary. Um, but... A podcast was drilled down from that. And to be totally honest, I had never even listened to a podcast. I mean, so nuts. I didn't even know what an MP3 was. (laughs) Yeah, that's nuts. Yeah, but somehow a podcast, they were in the ether. I wasn't a listener, Mm -hmm. but I was Mm -hmm. like, all right, that's tangible. And I ended up sending a letter to Dennis McNally, who used to be the Grateful Dead's publicist Mm -hmm. and has been a guest on a few podcasts. And he was so gracious. He emailed me back and said, sure, I'll take a few minutes to talk to you. And um, I like to call him my Dumbo feather, you know, in classic Grateful Dead family form. I mean, he didn't really do anything, but he just said, go for it, girl. (laughs) He just said, yeah, you, you know, you seem passionate. You have an outgoing personality. Why not? Go for it. it. Do it. it. No, it definitely seems like a, a perfect fit. And, you know, I mean, your passion is, is, is obvious in all these episodes. And uh, I just want to touch on some of these episodes. Do you want to talk about what type of guests you have on? Because I really, I, I thought it was such a, you know, when going through all the episodes, such an eclectic mix of people. And that's it. It's, it is and always will remain an eclectic mix of people because, you know, strangers stopping strangers. I mean, that's the thing that's so beautiful about the dead community is, you know, we're everyone. We're everywhere. And, yeah. you know, my, my podcast, my first 16-year-old guest was Ian Bernstein, you know, two summers ago. I think he was on the day, I think it was on August 2nd because he was so excited to be on Jerry's birthday. Yeah. And this kid had never seen a live show. And his music picks were like crazy 1967, like, Avalon ballroom shit, right? Wow. Like he so knew, detailed. He yeah. More than I did at the time, yeah. you know? I mean, I thought he was 50, Ian Bernstein. Like, I was shocked that he was a 16 year old boy. And to Gerilyn Brandelize, who, you know, used to be, you know, dating Mickey Hart and living on the ranch, to, and Susanna Millman, Dennis's wife. Mm-hmm. So, and everybody else, you know, the English deadhead, the Australian deadhead, yep. the women, the, the, you know, it, to me, it's just the, the, the cumulative mix. And, and I love that there's so many different podcast now talking to so many different people and to me it's the it's a voice of the community you Mm -hmm. know when i i feel like they have something interesting and different to offer uh, i want it to be everyone yeah absolutely i mean you do i mean shows your uh podcast shows how deadheads really come from all walks of life i mean your most recent one uh you spoke with a sports writer 
I did, yeah, yeah. Eric Elrod, and uh, I was, yeah, that was so cool. Like, I meet so many people on social media, oh, and course, he had yeah. a little blue check mark, and that always makes me be like, who's this official <laughs> Ooh, person yes, I'm talking yeah. to? <laughs> yeah. Right, like, you're official, who are you? And, uh, and yeah, he's a sportscaster. I mean, and we had so much fun talking and connecting, and, and so, yeah, I feel like, you know, no matter who you are, you know, you get out and start talking about the dead, and then we just all become like that nerdy deadhead, you know, talking about, you know, this show and that riff and and yeah so i mean it's just um the next one that's coming out i've i've taken it back a little bit because i've been on the road a lot shaking a lot of hands um is my company i did i went to eight shows which was tremendous um and the next one coming out is the 21st century deadhead girls because i've had 21st century boys on but not not some of the young ladies and um yeah, the youth that you see out there, the kids, I mean, just the passing of the torch, yep. seeing everyone from, you know, from 15-year-olds to, you know, 75-year-olds dancing side by so side, shaking cool. their bones. Yep. Yeah. I like how you got um, Randy Freeman on from Woven Free. I am in the market for one of those uh, Cats Under the Stars uh, jean jackets. I need that. I'm going to reach he, out to uh, Randy at some so- point. Oh, he's so nice. I mean, everybody has been. Charlie Miller, that was probably Mm -hmm. one of my most downloaded, um, you know, as a taper out there. Uh, People were real interested in his stories, but they're all so fascinating, you know? I mean, everybody's so gracious and grateful and kind, and it's it's a real honor. That's awesome. Well, thank you for shining a light on all those people, and, uh, you know, your your podcast is great. I I couldn't recommend it more, and thanks for uh, taking some time here to talk about it. Uh, My pleasure. Thank you. Of course. So check out Strangers Stopping Strangers. Next up, I want to talk about the Sound Podcast with Ira Haberman. Listen for the secret? Searching for the sound. Your voice of the jam band community, providing a forum for artists, band members, and others in the community to share their story. Ira has a great podcast, and uh, I talked to him a little bit about it. Ira, thank you for being here. Really, really appreciate it. Absolutely love the podcast. Uh, I was wondering if you could just tell all the listeners here what um, uh, uh, what is the Sound Podcast? Uh, the Sound Podcast is a music discovery podcast, really rooted in jam band music, um, but not but not only jam band music. We have we we we, we really cover a wide swath of, of music, um, and it's because it's mostly selfishly. Music that interests me, and I hope that it's music that uh, will eventually interest our listeners as well. So we, we we pull on a wide variety of music from Americana to funk to improv to all kinds of music. And, and what we hope to do is explore and introduce new music and music that's new to people uh, to to the world. Yeah, I mean, I, I like that you mentioned uh, Discovery, because, I mean, just going through your podcast, you had 119 episodes at this point, which is which is pretty awesome. And, uh, you know, I was uh, coming upon artists that, that, you know, I knew the band, but, you know, didn't know much about the artists. It was so cool. So speaking of guests, um, I mean, it's the list is, as I was referring to, pretty remarkable at this point of who you've talked to. Uh, who are some of the artists um, that, that listeners uh, can come upon when they listen to your podcast? Yeah, so we have, you know, it's, again, because it's such a wide swath, we have people like Warren Haynes, who, 
you know, is an integral part of the jam band community, whether it was his work with the Allman Brothers or Government Mule or or mem former members of the Grateful Dead. But then we have players and people like Corey Wong, who's been a two-time guest, who is this amazing guitar player from Minneapolis who plays in all kinds of bands, including Wolf Pack, and has a solo project. So it really does kind of span, like I said earlier off the top, it really does kind of span um, across... <laughs> for lack of a better word, across the margin of guests. And so, you know, for me, they're all, what's interesting is they all have a unique and interesting story, and this is an opportunity for them to share their story and share what they're doing and the projects that they're, they're working on. And so it's great that Warren agreed to be on the show, but it's also great that somebody like Corey, who doesn't have as much exposure as, as Warren does, uh, is on the show. And that's what we try to do. We try to, you know, the monsters of the community, but also the up-and-comers. And, and then we try to achieve both in what we're doing. Some of those under-the-radar artists are uh, 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 very valuable to talk to. Some of their insight is just as just as uh, mammoth as, as some of the bigger Bigger fish, if you will. Corey Wong's story, that was the most recent podcast. That was pretty incredible. Um, he had he had faced a, a great deal of adversity. Yeah, and I think, you know, I, I don't know if it's the adversity that drives these people, because I think if you, if you look at all of their stories mm -hmm. to a certain degree, uh, they have faced either some kind of adversity or they've faced some kind of life-changing experience. And that's very much what... Why I'm I'm doing this podcast? So I saw the Grateful Dead in 1991 when I was 16, mm -hmm. and I'm 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 happy to say that I haven't gone through any adversity, but I did go through a life changing moment, and that was the first time I saw the Grateful Dead and was exposed to just the the party that was going on and the community that was involved in this music, and I hope that. Some of that energy transforms in, in some of the people that I bring to the table. Yeah, I can tell you it surely, surely does. I'm going to tell you, I also went, uh, I went straight to the Scott Metzger uh, interview and the Marco interview, which, of were, done, course. which were done pretty uh, early on. I actually caught uh, Scott Metzger last night. He was playing with Skerrick and Stanton Moore uh, and Andy Hess. It was a remarkable show, and I'd really recommend uh, those episodes to anyone out there uh, amongst so many others but um i need to ask you this what is your um it sounds like you know you're, you're a fan you had you know were really taken by the the dead show in 91 at such a young age I, I i can relate to that very much so but um do you have a musical background and i ask this because you speak to all your guests the kind of the vernacular and and just just you, it's, you sound like such a seasoned and um knowledgeable musician is just is this just from hardcore fandom or yeah it's hard it's a combination of hardcore fandom and also um i, I was involved in the media industry and, and specifically the radio industry oh, cool. in canada for for almost 20 years oh, wow. yep. and mostly yeah mostly behind the scenes i started off really young like i i knew at a very young age i think i was six yeah uh that i wanted to be in radio <clears throat> and be able to uh, impart other people's stories. Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I fulfilled that dream. I, lit, I, I worked in, in commercial radio when I was, I got my first gig when I was 21. Okay. And, um, and uh, <clears throat> I loved it. And so I wanted to impart 
I want to always impart the stories. I mean, that's, you know, and I know that that's what Across the Margin does as well, so sure. well. Sure. Uh, I want to impart the stories of musicians, and I, I think it's important to speak in the vernacular and the tone of those that I'm interviewing, but break it down so that the listener who's not familiar with that vernacular uh, can also get a good grasp of what's going on and, and what's at, at, at the heart of, of these musicians and, and other artists that we've had. You know, we've had Jay Blakesburg on the show, who's a, a famous photographer, and we've yeah. had um, writers. Joel Selvin's been on the show. So these are these are monsters in their community, and, and we want to sort of bring them to, to our audience as well. Yeah, to shine a light on that. One thing I noticed, too, you have some great playlists on uh, your website. Your website's definitely something I'd like to direct uh, listeners to as well. I was digging into those. But uh, your passion definitely rings through uh, in all these episodes and all in your expertise. So uh, all I can say is just keep doing what you're doing, man. This is a really great podcast, and uh, I recommend it highly to anyone out there. So thanks for taking some time with me, man. I appreciate it. I appreciate the time, and, and I appreciate Across the Margin. I love what you guys are doing as well. And I I mentioned to you that I, I absolutely adore your, your website. You do it. It's a great site and, and so many insightful and thoughtful people and, and great stories as well. So thanks for having me on, and thanks for doing what you do. I appreciate it. Awesome. Appreciate the kind words. That's such a great podcast, The Sound Podcast. You have to check it out. Uh, I'd like to talk about another great podcast. It's called Inside Out with hosts Seth Weiner and Rob Turner. It's a podcast about music and industry and festivals and concerts and culture. Uh, It's a mix of two perspectives. Uh, There's a fan, that's Rob, and then uh, industry insider in Seth, uh, which makes up for an awesome dynamic. So I got a chance to talk to Rob and talk about the podcast, and uh, this is what he said. Uh, Rob, thanks for joining me and, uh, you know, joining in on this uh, celebration of uh, all things Osiris. I love the podcast. I was wondering, uh, just to get started, if you could tell us um, a little bit about Inside Out. Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. It's something, uh, my co-host Seth Weiner has been in the music industry on various levels. Um, He works on jam crews. He uh, organizes the work exchange team, which provides... uh, uh, workers to festivals and that sort of thing and he in, in other ways as well and I have been more on the fan and journalism side oh, cool. so essentially we explore things from each of our perspectives yeah that's a cool dynamic so as it works out he tends to land the interviews there are exceptions and I tend to do the research for and quarterback and lead the interviews nice nice um, you guys I mean I was looking at you know I've listened to a bunch of episodes uh uh, Thank you. Carl Denson's great. Um, it's amazing. I, I was just looking at the list that I need to get into. Uh, you guys, you want to speak on some of the guests you've had? Because it's just, it's pretty remarkable. Well, I have to start with Colonel Bruce Hampton yes. because when we were nobody and we had no, nothing to show for our, our career or anything, he, he was the very first guest to come on. Yeah. He also, he also came on a little later at a time when there was a lull. And then when we were about to That's abandon, awful. I mean, it was really it was really becoming a struggle. Oh, really? Um, and then his he announced, he and Matt Wilson and Dwayne Trucks put together the Hampton 70 at the Fox yeah, Theater. Yeah. And they made sure that we were the only media allowed backstage for the entire day. And we wow. conducted interviews. And that basically breathe life into our podcast. The John Fishman interview came out of that. The John Fishman interview is what RJB heard, yeah. and RJB was our, was the guy who called us and 
invited us to be one of the first uh, podcasts on the Osiris platform, which we're very, very honored to be. Yeah, absolutely. Same here. That's awesome. I mean, I was, you know, beyond that, uh, that's a cool story how that started from Colonel Brad Bruce. That's really cool. Um, you know, I saw the. He's an. He's an amazing man, and just yes. to get even the slightest wave of that wand in our direction might be the greatest thing that ever happened to me in my entire life, and I'm, I'm anti-hyperbole. That is an actual oh. truth. No, it's funny. I've, everyone I know who's been in his presence just describes it to me in this way. That's just, it's, 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 it's amazing. It's really, he's, he, he's a remarkable human being. But yeah, so I saw Tom Hamilton on, on, on the list, and he, I want to dig into that. I'm actually seeing him tomorrow night. Stanton Moore was on the list. I'm... I saw him last night, actually. Kuroda's on there. Um, I saw a Black Angels episode. Uh, I haven't listened yet, and I can't wait. I love them. Uh, did you guys talk to Christian Bland or uh, Stephanie uh, Bailey? Who did you talk to for the Black Angels? We talked to Christian and the other front man. His name escapes me right now. I, I, I think it might um, be Alex. It's funny you should bring that up, because... Um, that, that demonstrates there, there's a point where I fall on my face in that interview, <laughs> and it's, it's another ethos of our show, yep. and something that I think is advice to podcasters in general, that I don't think podcasters are looking to listen to someone who's just trying to show everyone how smart they are, yeah, I don't think they want to be read to, yep. and I don't think they want someone who has too much to prove, so um, their mentor, uh, and again, the name's escaping me, but Psychedelia really started in Austin. They actually beat San Francisco to the punch, yeah. and I, I hadn't learned this until I did all the research uh, for that interview. Yeah, the, and the, guy's of name, course, the guy's name is escaping me as well. Uh, put out a great Halloween well, I, album. I, I uh, mispronounced it when I brought it up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I, it's, I'm so glad to hear that because I actually have a lot of mispronunciations of, of names because, you know, usually I'm just reading them, and, uh, you know, sometimes you, you've never even heard the name that you're that you're about to say, and it's, it's, it can be a little embarrassing. I mean, podcasting is you're putting yourself out there a little bit. Yeah, and the other thing is grammar. I've listened to radio since I was a kid, mm-hmm. and I would rail on broadcasters who, who exhibit poor grammar because my mom <laughs> was a stickler for grammar and all yeah. that. Now I listen to my own show, and I'm doing it, and it's because you're you're oftentimes thinking three or four different things at once. No what, what the person's saying, where you want to go with the conversation, yep. what you don't want to forget about, and, and you, you the most basic things, like even the person's name, can just slip your mind. And, uh, and also there's a te- technical aspect. I'm all muscle, kind of, you know, working buttons and, and making sure everything's sounding good. And, and on top of that, we're all human. Mistake, That's true. Mistakes happen, mistakes happen. Um, so uh, what's forthcoming? Any, uh, any podcasts you're looking forward to that you got? What's in the hopper? Eddie Roberts of New Master Sounds will be our next episode. Our most recent one is John John Stickley, mm-hmm. who, um, by the way, who I called Joe at one point. We left that in too. Oh, cool. Yeah. Another an, another <laughs> example. You go through and you learn all about this person's career, and then you sit down in front of them and you it's, forgot their first it's, name. It's, it's unbelievable. I like that um, you leave it but in. But any, any fan of the Flectones should be a fan of John Stickley yep. Trio. They very much incorporate a wide variety of styles of music into their bluegrass traditional sensibility, including even punk. He used to be a punk yeah. drummer. So, I mean, they, they, they're a fantastic band. Eddie Roberts will be our next episode. One thing we did, we did a, we, we want to do more is joint interviews with two different, with members of two different bands. Yeah, wow, cool. We did it with Nick of um, Big Something and Mike of Voodoo Visionary, and that was fun. Uh, Big Something's a little further along the line, so it was a good way to get advice from a band, you know, successful band, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. That's cool. That's awesome. Well, I love the podcast, um, uh, and I, you know what? Like that's what I was saying. I'm, I'm so excited to dig deeper in. I mean, you guys have done uh, such great work and, and had so many awesome people on. So I'm going to be digging in. I think everyone out there should uh, 
dig in. And uh, thanks for taking the time to talk to me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Before I leave, your John Barlow episode is absolutely fantastic. Oh, thanks. That's, I mean, the, the, I, I, the subject matter was just, it just took it to new places. I can't believe the life he lived. It's crazy. Well, I, I turned it on, and then it's ending. And I'm like, oh, man, that was only like 15, 20 minutes. And then, <laughs> nope, it's, it's an hour-long podcast. And it was that, it was that gripping. That, very, very well done. That's awesome. Thank you for saying that. I really appreciate that, man. That's awesome. And thanks again. Right. Thanks again for coming on. We'll talk soon. Hope to meet you soon. Yeah, absolutely. Take care. So that is Inside Out. Check that podcast out. I'm sure you're going to really dig it. So now we're going to wade back into fishy waters. And before I get to the next uh, micro interview, I'd like to mention two podcasts that uh, that I didn't have a chance to talk to the host um, about their podcast that are uh, both fish podcasts and they're both amazing. One is Tom Marshall's podcast, Under the Scale. I mentioned Tom earlier one of the co-founders of Osiris Media. Uh, and Tom, as most will know, he's a longtime lyricist of Fish. Um, and so he just has such an inside view of everything. He was, I mean, not just view, he was involved in uh, crafting so much of what they've done throughout the years. His podcast, uh, Under the Scales, um, it, as, as he writes it, Tom goes under the scales to uncover the beating heart of Fish. There's a couple recent interview uh episodes one with trey um and one with tour manager brad sands that are just must listens to it's 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 just an amazing amazing podcast another podcast i'd like to mention is um mike menio's the daily uh soundcheck so what he's doing is he's going through chronologically playing every single one of uh fish's soundchecks and kind of discussing them and talking about what they mean and the time period they were played and it just it's it's another awesome awesome fish podcast so uh the next podcast i want to talk about is called female centrics it's it's a podcast that discusses all things fish from a female point of view and this is a, fe- a point of view you do not um you haven't got a lot of it's, it's it's a smaller community within this community and so the host is dawn who i'm about to uh you're about to hear a conversation with and so I think what she's doing is very important and tons of fun here's my conversation with Dawn so Dawn thank you so much for taking the time uh coming on the podcast uh please tell me about female centrics I love it all right well thank you for having me as well um so yeah so uh, female centrics is the first female hosted fish community podcast about time and- yep yeah, I, we're, we're filling a niche here, which I, you know, before it was mentioned to me by Tom, I, you know, of course I know about, like, you know, that's much more of a, you know, man, you know, men are much more prevalent in there, mm. you know, which, uh, the, the classic sausage factory, haha. Yeah, sausage know, fest, yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 fest, yeah, thank you, factory fest. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um... When I was going to be on Under the Scales for a book project that I was uh, putting together of tour stories, mm-hmm. but then I connected with back with Tom saying, hey, why don't we make this about the women fan base because Fish Chicks is getting so big and, and uh, Sophia, with, you know, with Bethany Barker and Sophia Callisto yep. is doing this really amazing um, um, photographic anthology book. And he got back to me and told me about Osiris and said well, I think you should do the first female-hosted um, fish podcast. And so I sat there like, 
for a couple minutes, and I'm like, well, you, you don't say no to Tom Marshall. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yep. <laughs> so I'm like, sure, let's do it. And then, you know, I just, I really, really lucked out that um, I have a, a very good friend of mine, Ryan, who is, has all the equipment, is okay. wicked, and, like really great, you know, tech, and uh, he loves podcasts. And so I told him what I was doing, and he has taken it on. And then my husband made up our fun little game show the um market price so it's great for him to be involved with this too because i mean it does take a lot of time so it's nice that we're able to kind of do, do this together, together. yeah what is what is market price so market price is, yes we we have coined it everyone's favorite fish uh game show yep. and <laughs> so what so what we do is um we will interview somebody from the community, which I can talk about that in a moment, mm-hmm. and then after, afterwards, we play this game, and um, how it works is he picks out uh, 10 one-minute clips of live, of a live song yeah. throughout the 30, 30, what do we have, five years this year, I think? Yeah, um, it is, yeah. Yep. Yeah, and um, we have to listen to them for that one minute, and in that one minute, this is the Price is Right rules. So we have to guess what the date is, and whoever guesses closest without going over wins whatever. I keep saying, like, That sounds fun. I want in. That sounds cool. Yes, yes, yes. Well, that's what it is, too. So I definitely, uh, I, I will, uh, we'll, we'll set it up for you to be able to do a call-in sometime because it's a tricky game. I'm getting a little bit better on it, but uh-huh. it's either I'm, like, off by, like, a smidge or I'm off by, like, 13 years. Yeah. It's, like, completely, it's, <laughs> it's, which is not. It's nowhere in between. So you've had some fascinating guests on. Can you speak for a minute of some of the pe- people you've welcomed into your studio? Yeah, sure, mm-hmm. sure. So... You know, as I, you know, I connected first with uh, Bethany Barker, who runs Fish Chicks, and yep. she was our first episode there. And um, and then we had us at the Sophia Callisto was one of them, um, who is creating a book called, um, or at least a project right now. I think the name of the book at the end is going to be different, but it's called Music Empowering Women. And essentially, what she's done is she created a questionnaire for fish fans, for women fish fans, and we filled them out, and then she matched us with songs or themes and she created full portfolios so like the costumes the makeup the you know background whatever it is that she wants to do these these um um, photo shoots with Mm -hmm. and so i for my own song she chose free um which was just great my daughter was born to free and i just absolutely love that song yep yeah, yeah, but she had, but she ended up doing starting the first thing. She kicked it off in the white sand dunes in New Mexico, oh. and yeah, yeah, in uh, May. And so uh, it was 15, 16 of us, I believe. I think it was ten in the actual photo shoot that all got together. Never met each other, and of course, by within twenty four hours, we were you know a total tribe. Yep. And uh, I saw the pic. It was amazing. What? I saw the pic. It's amazing. Yes, 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 <laughs> yep. definitely. So, so her, and then you know, I had uh, Hannah Dupin from Cash or Trade mm-hmm. uh, on. I love the Fish uh, Academia episode where you talk to Dr. Jenkins, who teaches uh, teaches a, a course called Philosophy School of Fish. Am I right about that that, that name? Yep. But how yep. cool is that? So there's a mandatory attendance of three shows, Couch or Live, and. And, uh, and a field trip to the gorge. I need in on this class. How cool is that? Yes, I know. I know. I was like, I can't. You know, and it's a, it's a, it's a third level, like a third year level 
like it's much more of an advanced philosophy class. Uh-huh. It's not like a you know, it's not a freshman class. And uh, yeah, from what I know of, I just um, I, I haven't had a chance to touch base back with it, but but they did a big. Um, gathering at the gorge where um, Denise Goldman came, and she also because she's doing a big project on again the women fish fish base and like mm-hmm. kind of basing it off of the community aspect that's, that's going on with um, fish sticks. Yep. So yeah, so she was great, and then you know um, Mark Filaramo who made that like super adorable. Um, the, the musical at his school. Mm. Oh, yes. So, That's right, yep. Yeah. yeah, so he rewrote a whole, uh, I mean, well, he not rewrote it, he wrote an entire musical and had his fifth grade class sing all these songs. And uh, that was really, that was really That's great. That's it's, Yeah, it's yeah. Cool to, it's cool to give him that platform as well. So, uh, yeah, anyone coming up soon? Any episodes in the hopper? Yep, yep. So we just finished my last week. Um, we had uh, Jenny Gold. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm forgetting someone here. So I'm actually just going to pull up my page real quick. So of course, I don't want to forget to mention anybody. Yeah. Um, we did, um, but uh, the last one we just had was Jenny Chadborn on. And Jenny has just been part of the scene since 94. She's been to over 400 um, shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we just talked, and it ended up being that her fish wife <laughs> to call it was just so fascinating that like I was like I don't want to rush through this and we ended up being sort of you know the part one of the of the whole thing you know? yeah yeah so, get her back of um, course yeah yeah oh and of course of course how I forget is um Kelly Morris who did the who does the be more now um film projects awesome so she yeah she did that more project and she's done a few with I love that. she's also filming um Stephanie Jenkins uh, journey with this fish academia so oh, cool. um and then next week i'm pretty psyched because we just uh had for the first time you know all of this has been through skype yeah and so for the first time in our actual studio we had carl gearhart who is the trumpet player from giant uh Country horns come to visit absolutely that's huge I'm, I'm really happy for you guys on that and i can't wait to hear it yeah i'm pumped I'm yeah, pumped. that's definitely. awesome awesome well keep doing what you're doing i think it's such a valuable voice you're providing the podcast is a ton of fun so just keep rocking it thanks for coming on all right awesome thank you so much mike appreciate you having me of course so that is female centrics uh i love 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 what dawn's doing check it out um the next podcast i want to talk about is called beyond the pond it is a fish related podcast but it's also so so much more it's hosted by two fish fans brian brinkman and Dave Goldstein, Beyond the Pond, introduces listeners to a vast array of bands and artists, starting with specific pieces of fish improvisation. So there's a lot of discovery in this podcast, uh, uh, and just a whole uh, wide variety of music. So I talked to Brian about the podcast, and here is our conversation. So, uh, hey, thanks uh, for taking the time, Brian. I I love the podcast. It is right up my alley, and... um, Let's just uh, let's just dive right in. Can you just describe to us what is awaiting listeners beyond the pond? Yeah, absolutely. And thanks so much for having me on, Mike. Oh, this is pleasure. really awesome for me. Um, so, uh, so beyond the pond kind of started out of um, conversations that I was having with David Goldstein co-host. in the winter of my co-host. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, in the winter of 2017 Mm -hmm. and um basically we knew we both knew individually we want to start a podcast we talked about fish a lot we engaged with other fish fans a ton we listened to a lot of fish but one thing dave and i had in common was this love for music 
um, both in the classic rock world, both in jazz and hip hop and indie rock, especially. And we wanted to figure out a way to kind of bridge those two interests. And what we ultimately came to was this idea that when we listen to very specific fish up improvisational pieces, it not only, you know, blows us away from a fish standpoint mm-hmm. in terms of what the band's able to do musical connection wise, what their talent level is, how they're able to, you know, engage this audience over a 15 to 30 to 40 minute period in time and keep people really interested, yeah. but also how that kind of reminds us and intrigues us about other music. And so we started really small. We focused uh, our first episode just to see if we could do this, really. (laughs) We didn't know if it would actually work, if we could, like, tie these lines together. We we explored the Choctaw's Torture from uh, July 10th, 1999 in Camden, New Jersey. Just had a nice anniversary. That's a special one for me as well. It's... That was one of the first jams. I remember I got into Fish in 2001, right before the Live Fish series came out. Mm -hmm. And I remember when that Live Fish 08, that that, that set came out. And I remember hearing that Choctaw's Torch, and I was very familiar, obviously, with Choctaw's Torch at that time. It's like one of the first Fish songs you ever hear. And I was like, what in the world is going on here? This is like like the most beautiful music. (laughs) Absolutely. Those tones are something that really resonate with me. It's amazing. Yeah, Trey just seems to like channel something, you know, really spiritual in that jam. And and Dave and I sat down and rattled off like 15 songs and 15 bands that we wanted to feature. And what we kind of figured out from there was if we take a specific moment in fish improvisation and if we allow ourselves... 15 minutes in a podcast to nerd out on a fish show and kind of a fish run and the song that is in question, like great versions of it. We can then through the jam and through specific themes that we kind of figure out are are going on within the jam. Mm -hmm. We can introduce people to music that both we're interested in, that we're learning about, that we're really excited about by way of, um, a specific fish jam so it's really grown from that yeah I love that idea that bridging the gap and you know the melding of worlds you guys do I mean you obviously know your fish so I, I gotta commend your choices of, of the jams they, uh, the Riverport Gin it comes to mind the Magna Caspian uh, Knoxville Mike's those are more recent ones but uh, great choices there but um, thank uh, you to, uh, to speak what could, uh, a few recent episodes can you kind of uh, put us on to what you've been talking about uh, of late yeah, absolutely. Um, so we kind of split our episodes into what we call like the traditional DTP episode, which is we take a very specific fish jam, mm-hmm. break that down, and then introduce uh, listeners to um, four to five artists based off of it. Um, and then like more widespread interviews with writers and thinkers within both the fish community and outside of it. But um, recently we've put out some really cool uh, uh, episodes that I'm particularly proud of. Um, so we're recording this right after Fish Tour started, uh, summer 2018. Mm-hmm. The day that it started, we released an episode on the gumbo from Deer Creek, mm-hmm. um, July 22nd, 2003, a, a first set jam that's a particular favorite of mine. And we focused on that. We went really indulgent here. Yeah. <laughs> it's a summer episode. It's a fun episode. We, yeah. we focused on guitar solos, like really heroic, really shimmery guitar solos, and then summertime albums. And we talked about 
the war on drugs stone roses the yeah. hold steady and hot chips and four bands that are really like big capstone bands for us absolutely um fun summer but then rockers we've also, too all, all four of those yeah all big rockers yeah, yeah. absolutely mm-hmm. um Recently, we cu- we talked as well about the 2001 from uh, Memphis, Tennessee in September 99. Mm. Um, we talked about kind of funk in that episode as well as Memphis blues. Um, we did a feature on the Runaway Gym from Walnut Creek Amphitheater on June 16th, 1995, oh, yeah. um, which is a really just mesmerizing peek into what fish was doing in june 95 Mm -hmm. where they kind of said screw it to whatever the audience wants we're just gonna like jam like we're gonna do us yeah i love that yeah and we talked a lot about um uh we we talked a lot about like um, instrumental music as well as kind of the 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 um uh, impact of the piano on fish and so we talked about some piano led artists we talked about how trey kind of channeled his guitar as this like vehicle for interstellar exploration yeah. um <laughs> well but another one that i'm really proud of we talked about the down with disease from september 12 2000 which mm-hmm. um i've never heard a ton about and when we listened to it it it, it reminded us that we'd never really focused on Mike Gordon in one of our episodes. And so we spent a lot of the episode talking about the bass and talking about the impact of the bass on Fish's jamming. And we, we, we focused on a couple of artists that really utilize the bass in a really profound way to push forward their own songwriting, mm-hmm. as well as obviously that jam came towards the end of the 1.0 era of Fish. So we talked about bands that kind of broke up and, and, and what their final period was before they broke up and how it kind of resonated with their overall career. So those are kind of like a, a, a little different of like what we've done recently. That's awesome. What, uh, what, what you guys do so good. And I'm sure it's, it's kind of the point of what you do is, uh, allow for a lot of discovery. And that's, that's really cool. There's, I think you're introducing a lot of people to music and in the community. And I, I think you're, uh, you know, you're providing a, a great service in that way, which I really, really respect. Um, I saw you had a had an episode on Bourdain, which I think is amazing. He's, he's special. I wrote an article about him, but you also had um, a recent one about top albums. And, and before I let you go, I want to ask uh, yeah. uh, if you could uh, mention some of your top albums from this year so far. Yeah, absolutely. I'd be happy to. Um, so yeah, we. We do two episodes a year uh, where we break down our favorite albums of the year in, in, in the first half of the year and then kind of overall. Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, this year, my top five so far are Casey Musgraves' Golden Hour. I think it's a really beautiful mix of country and pop, and I think what she's doing is just fascinating. Yeah, um, really is. Um, Jeff Rosenstock's Post, mm-hmm. uh, which was, I think, the first album to come out in 2018, that and is like uh, USA is unbelievable. Oh, my <laughs> God, it's like everything that like I internally feel about the world right now. Unbelievable, yeah. Um, Father John Misty's God's Favorite Customer, so, uh, an artist I've always jumped back and forth with, but I really feel like he's doing some sincere stuff on this yeah. record. And as a young father, as a husband, it just really reflects with kind of where I'm at in life. Yeah. Um, Parquet Courts, Wide Awake. I think oh, yeah. it uh, reminds me of like 
just kind of a raw kinks type of uh, record and it just kind of gives me everything that I want and then um, surprise for me I've always loved Beach House but uh, their their most recent record Seven has really That's blown right. me away in a way that um, I just didn't expect them it's kind of a left turn while also retaining the really amazing aspects of their sound yeah. that I just love yeah there's a, there's a couple tracks in there like, you almost forget you're listening to Beach House which is kind of cool uh, it really is it really is and, and I, I would be uh, I, I should just note this came out after we released the episode but it's an album that Dave and I are both thrilled by it's the uh, new Rolling Blackouts Coastal mm-hmm. Fever uh, record that I would recommend to everyone who listens to us who's into kind of fish guitar wizardry to, to check out well I haven't dug into that yet so you just put me onto it so that's a, <laughs> that's what you guys do so uh, hey thank you for taking the time I really want I was excited to shine a light on uh, Beyond the Pond and uh, I appreciate you being here man appreciate it I really appreciate you giving me some time here, Mike. This is awesome, man. Thank you so much. Of course. So that is Beyond the Pond. You can see how much fun that uh, that podcast could be and how much how much music they uh, have to discuss over there. Um, now I want to talk about the Bluest Tape. It's a, it's a widespread panic uh, podcast, and you didn't think Osiris was going to leave panic out of the mix, I'm sure. So it is a podcast journey through their live catalog and discussion of the band all the way back from Athens, Georgia, uh, their early days there. Uh, its hosts are Harvey Couch and Jeff Kaloth, and, uh, and I talked to Harvey, and uh, he told me a little bit about the podcast. So, uh, Harvey, thank you so much uh, for joining me today. I've been uh, listening to a bunch of the podcasts. It is excellent. Um, uh, can you tell us what the Bluest Tape is all about? For sure. I appreciate the time, man. Um, of course. Yeah, so uh, me and my buddy Jeff, we have been uh, sharing sort of this love of widespread panic since, uh, you know, back in the days when we used to send cassette tapes to each other. Absolutely. And we would, uh, we would get, we, we never lived in the same place. So he's from Wisconsin and I lived in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. He lives in Memphis now. But we would get on the phone, you know, every couple of weeks and just sort of talk about the stuff that we've been listening to and just sort of catch up. And they got to a point where it was like, well, we're having these conversations, like maybe other people would want to listen to yeah. it. So, Let's so, record this, yeah. Right. And so that was sort of the, the genesis of it and, um, and just sort of a way to kind of rediscover the library. I mean, it's, it's such a uh, significant um you know, sort of archive of these live recordings. And um, it was just sort of an excuse to kind of find different entrance points. And so that's sort of what we do every week, hopefully every week, yeah. <laughs> is uh, is come up with, you know, sort of a theme or an idea to kind of look into different shows and different time, you know, different eras and different, uh, you know, approaches to, to the music because obviously they did a great job of, keeping things fresh and, and yeah. changing things up and so that's sort of you know what we try to do it's a it's a vast uh it's a vast catalog at this point as well so hey uh if i'm right i saw on twitter happy 25th anniversary for your first show yeah right that yeah. was yesterday so which uh was wild. that was uh summer of 93 where where was that and how did that affect you um, it, so it affected me significantly. Yeah. It was uh, so. It was the summer of '93. It was the Horde tour. Yep. Uh, if you're familiar with that, so that was Absolutely. the second year they did the Horde. And first year in '92, I think they maybe did like eight or ten shows. Mm-hmm. So the summer of '93, they really kind of did it up. And um, 
So it was in New Orleans at the Municipal Auditorium. Oh, cool. I was a, I've been there. Yeah. It was the sum, summer before my senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. And we, I joked with like a couple of buddies of mine that we went. And it was like, it, it really felt like somebody went into my CD collection and like picked out the, the ones I was listening to the most and made a lineup. And yeah. so Wait, who we else were really was on into. That? It was Aquarium Rescue Unit, if I remember. So yeah, Kern Bruce and ARU, yep. uh, The Samples. Yep. Uh, Blues Traveler, Big Head Todd and the Monsters, and All Good. Okay. Which is a little bad for math. Fish did so. some of the 93, not the whole horror tour, if I'm right. Fish did, Fish actually, I think, did 92. Okay. I don't know that they were on any of the 93. Yeah, I'm a growing um, Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so anyway, it was like that was the first. I had been to a couple concerts, like one with some parents mm-hmm. and then one with another buddy, but like this was the first, like, really kind of because it was a festival, it was all day. Um, it was just a different vibe and it was, it was like, I could tell that it was what I, you know, it was going to be something that I did and continue to do. Right. And so, um, it, yeah, it just drove, it it drove me to a lot of music and Mm -hmm. it was just, you know, yeah, it changed, it definitely changed, uh, my life moving forward. I would say for sure. That's awesome. I was, um, so I was at, uh, the panic in the streets and we just kind of hit the twenty year uh, right. anniversary of that so one of the episodes of yours that I jumped right into was episode 55 and um uh, nice. I like I like that you had a uh, uh, Gordon Lamb on he's the author yeah he was of, awesome man yeah it was, that was such an interesting like I knew a, a lot of that story yep. because I was really into him at that point mm-hmm. but like he definitely brought some perspectives of like the Athens like city scene and like the just the historical music and it wasn't just about panic but that it was it was almost like a uh, a sea change for the city at that point no like question. you know where panic became from changed from this like little band that yeah. you know people knew about to like they're now the band from Athens totally right? 100,000 so. people in the streets but I was uh, <laughs> it was it was wild it was a wild day um, I'm sure uh I want to ask you, though, uh, on that note with guests, uh, what other type of guests do you have on the podcast? Um, so, we've, you know, we've had a handful. Uh, we, we've talked to some other folks that are like uh, Ted Rockwell, who did the Everyday Companion, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which is sort of the compendium of setless. And we talked to him a few times. And then Jeff Hansen, who, who directed the... Uh, uh, live DVD from Oak Mountain and also the documentary that uh, Earth Will Swallow You awesome. um, and he was great and we've actually got a super I don't know when this interview is going to come out but we've got a really big guest coming out next you, week you mentioned a, a special guest this is going to uh, come out on Tuesday so okay yeah so I want to keep it in the bag but yeah right, we cool. have a really special guest yeah, yeah, coming know, uh, it'll be I was, next I was going to ask but yep surprise <laughs> coming cool Awesome. Yeah, so, well, well, I'm yeah, really, for sure. really enjoying the podcast, and I'm glad to spread the word. And and, uh, and thanks for taking the time. I really appreciate it, Harvey. Absolutely. really appreciate you, man. So that is the bluest tape. Uh, that is the last of the interviews I have for you. I do want to mention just a couple other podcasts that are music-related um, that, uh, that I did not mention yet uh, from Osiris Pod. One is No Simple Road. It's a Grateful Dead affiliated podcast, but uh, they have so much to offer. Check them out. Uh, well, another is All In with Acquiesce. Um, another hosted by Mike Manio. Uh, if you're into Acquiesce, check them out. And then there's Southern Songs and Stories by Joe Kendrick. This one is awesome. I've been spending a lot of time with Joe's, Joe's uh, podcast. Uh, 
just kind of a southern take on things. A lot of southern rock and southern music. It is uh, awesome. Oh, and guitar cast, guitar cast with uh, Andy Keithley. I think that's how you pronounce his last name. If not, I'm sorry, Andy. Uh, another guitar-oriented podcast. A lot of cool uh, episodes. I listened to a Game of Thrones one recently. Um, he has a lot of different angles, and I mean, his musical knowledge is just uh, amazing. So. Uh, you can see all the different offerings and everything Osiris has to offer from their music podcast. Uh, give it a go, OsirisPod.com. And uh, thank you very much for taking another journey with me here, Beyond the Margin. Osiris. This podcast is in the loop, the Legion of Osiris Podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with live experiences and podcasts about artists and topics you love. Get in the loop at OsirisPod.com.